Hello, everyone. Welcome to Popcast on the Rocks, episode 70. Nice round number. Um, we're here to talk about pop culture things. And um, sometimes we're drinking whiskey or something like that. Uh, my name is John. I'm joined by Andrea. How's it going? Good, good. It's been a little bit here. We've had a little break from each other yep. in the past couple weeks. Oh, How, uh... I can finally look at you again. I'm so tired of seeing you. God, every Wednesday I'm like, oh no, it's John yeah. again. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> what have you been doing over our, our mini break? Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm responsible this time. I was uh I was at a lake cabin. So um yeah. Fishing, okay. Okay. roasting, no AC, so a couple Ooh, days where it's pretty hot. And like I'm okay getting warm. But then you always, I'm going to be coming home and I can, I get my, I have my respite, you know, mm -hmm. my recovery. And, but this is like, nope, I'm hot all day. And then I come back into the cabin. It's just more stifling hot in the cabin right. than, than out even. Right. So, yeah, but it was good. We went to, uh, you know, it's Park Rapids, Bemidji, Itasca Park, um, some okay. of that stuff so outdoor activities it was kind of interesting to climb the fire watch tower in itasca state park when everything's all smoky yeah sure to get um, like a like a view of the haze really yeah yeah it's um that's cool i've i've been to itasca state park before but i had not mm -hmm. gone I, I don't know i hadn't gone up that so sure that was fun and um, watched some Olympics while we were, it was going on while we were there. I I feel like I never plan to watch Olympics, but yeah. then do. It's like just the, it's absolutely the most network television I watch ever <laughs> at all is, is the Olympics. It just happens, you know, and I just, I love volleyball. I love playing and watching yes. it. So whatever yes, volleyball I've, yeah. That's what we've been watching too. Although I really hate that. I feel like the coverage lies to you. Like they have that, you know, like little programming band on your television. That's like, it's the Olympics. And then they like try to tell you what sport they're covering, but there's like 11 of them crammed in there. They're like, Oh, we're yeah. covering like BMX and beach volleyball and golfing and, you know, track. And you're like, okay, so did you list them in order? Like do you know, if, if yeah. I click on, like BMX right now is like beach volleyball next or like, you know, sometimes you like think you're, you know, oh, I really want to watch this part, you know, mm -hmm. and so you just have to like flip on and sort of like guess when the thing you want to watch is going to be on. I swear I saw earlier today because, again, I, I've missed watching stuff the last couple of days now. Sure. Um, so I'm behind, I guess. But I think they said that one of the volleyball games was going on at like 12 40 after midnight tonight or something it's like yeah i probably won't be up for that so yeah i watched uh i watched uh u.s women's indoor against the dominican republic last night and it was like oh. it was on at like 11 30 at night mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean obviously with the time difference like when they're covering right. something live it's just like this isn't ideal yep. but here it is so they replayed it again today, I noticed, at, I think, noon, which is 
you know, of course, a more reasonable time here in the U.S. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough to try to to catch what you want to catch live. Mm -hmm. If only there was a, like a modern way app, <laughs> like. Just, but yeah, but but then yeah. somebody knows before you do because it's live. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'm okay being spoiled. How did uh, did we win that? We match? did. We did okay. quite quite handily, actually. So okay. So the U.S. women's is in the semifinals. Nice. And and I don't awesome. know if there was more today that maybe I missed and they've, they've played maybe a semifinals match today, but they at least won the quarterfinal. Sure. Cool. Yeah. Well, there's some sports talk, guys. <laughs> Getting the sports that's, in. That's right. That's about as much as we do. Sports talk. <laughs> yeah. Although, although, you know what? As long as we're on the subject... Just mm -hmm. to like, you know, talk about some other happy news, at least for me, like in sports, in the sports world, I am super excited that uh, Aaron Rodgers is back with the Green Bay Packers, even if it's for one year. <laughs> I just, ah, okay. oh, God. You need one year to adjust. Yep. You've been put yep. on notice. <laughs> exactly. I have to, I have one year to like deal with all my feelings, but I at least have this grieve to, you know, to figure it out, possibly drink a lot and who knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay well great i'm happy for you so. thank you i felt that mm -hmm. i felt that <laughs> <laughs> yep um well i have some show and tell Ooh, that uh um, right from most of it's from from the our lake trip so one thing i love to do going to i don't know small towns and different places is often it seems well I shouldn't say often. Yeah, I can usually find some comic books somewhere. It was always yeah. the thing I did as a kid too. Uh, and, you know, and, and it seems like there's been a couple more, like it's been easier to find comic book stores. So like mm -hmm. in, um, there was a new one last year when we were at Park Rapids and that's changed and expanded and stuff this year now. And then there is one in um, Bemidji as well. And so I found some stuff. I rag on comics a lot. Um, but I do like a lot of the old stuff. I, I, I'm hard on it because I used to care so much. Mm -hmm. Um, so I got this cool ghost rider issue oh. that is guest starring Wolverine. Okay. Nice. So I've never been a big, uh, ghost rider. I don't know much about ghost rider, but he, other than he looks cool, honestly, but a big Wolverine fan. So mm -hmm. I thought this would be a fun issue. Um, and on back, here's a really sweet deal. Wolverine is promoting Charles and Chu. <laughs> That's good, you know, right? Oh, funny. Good times. Yeah. So That's this is from 1992. School. So this yes. is right in my, like, this is. Childhood. This is, yeah, this is everything to me. This, this time frame, um, this first for comics. Um, there's just an art, a vibe and an art style and everything that just mm -hmm. I connected with as a kid and I still love to this date. So um, the other one that is in the same time frame that I've actually never read any of these is uh, I got four X-Men oh. Unlimited. Okay. So um, they, uh, I've read a lot of like, X-Men cool. and uh, uncanny X-Men from mm -hmm. the time period. Um, 
I can't keep track of anymore how which ones I have and how many. Like I've looked at them so many times and bought multiple copies and whatever that I get I get lost. But these I know I have not read. Mm -hmm. X-Men Unlimited. Um stepping back a little bit in time, not too far, I believe, but um this is also great time for me, but I've never read this this series um mutant genesis so this is a graphic novel so the collection mutant genesis mm -hmm. um x-men theme here you can see but i'm about to change it up um so with my increased uh martial arts activity again i've been wanting to read a little more iron fist and different stuff like that oh sure so i got a couple iron fist issues from sort of the late 90s, I believe. Sure. Um, they're kind of a two-part thing, sort of kicking off Iron Fist going forward again. And then I bought some classic stuff. And uh, this will have more Shang-Chi in it as well. Oh, so nice. the upcoming movie, there'll That's be some great. more, uh, a little more context with him, which is probably actually not good for me because then I'll like know more about the character and then recognize <laughs> how they messed him up but and then uh the last thing i'll show i guess so save something else for another show so this is labeled daredevil Ooh. typhoid's kiss but um i've been reading it and it's interesting it's so far daredevil has not made an appearance i was it's gonna say actually who a, is featured there yeah it that's typhoid mary okay so um She's a crazy lady. That is awesome. Yeah, and I I like Typhoid Mary from what I've known of her. So this is pretty interesting. It's kind of a collection of her story, but going through different different books. So it's kind of like Wolverine. She's in a Wolverine issue in here first, a few of those, and then moves okay. to Ghost Rider. So more Ghost Rider. So she's dealing with Ghost Rider right now. And um, I'm guessing we'll get to... Uh, to um, Daredevil at some point, Daredevil issues, and maybe that will be the bulk of them or something. But so it's, it's kind of like it, a short story collection of her, then. Well, so a lot of um, different, or is it like one story, story and she's just like like meeting yeah. everybody? Yeah, it, a lot of times in comic books, you'll have you know you'll have events or something, and those mm -hmm. events will span multiple books, multiple mm -hmm. series, and so right. you, if you want to read through the story, you read. You know, the first part in X-Men number this, and then it'll say at the mm. end, the back for the next part, read X-Factor number this. Sure, and I got jump you. in between different books. So this is basically what this is doing here. It's, you know, telling telling Typhoid Mary. It, at least that's what it seems like so far, because the story sure. is coherent, um, that it's uh, jumping between these. Um, and maybe it will be like later, it'll be jump someplace else. But okay. I'm liking it. Um, it's story is like, that's so, okay. For my, I will try not to take too much more time with this. Um, <laughs> for the, I've read the two iron fist single okay. issues again, are kind of like to get you started sort of, uh, primer for things starting up again. Um, I enjoyed the art. The story is, is okay. And it's part of my issue with, 
I was having a discussion with someone recently, and we'll we'll get to that when we talk about Black Widow later. But sure. um, the Iron Fist, from what I can tell, needs something more than kind of the sameness that it feels like it has a lot. From what I've read of Iron Fist, like okay. you know, X Men storylines, there's a lot of diversity. There's a lot of different things. They'll be in space, you know, sure. dealing with the Shi'ar Empire. They'll be in the uh, um, the Savage Lands, you know, dealing with dinosaurs and Sauron and some of that. Um, it's all kind of all over. Just from my little bit of experience so far, Iron Fist is always dealing with the same characters, the same enemies, the mm -hmm. same, the same, the same. That's another okay. tournament coming, you know. Like it's all about the gates opening up between you know, Kunlun and Earth and just like needs more variety. But sure, that makes sense. Maybe I'll get that in the classic stories that I'm not, you know, so that I'm not privy to yet. Sure. And then um, the Typhoid Mary. I like the character of Typhoid Mary. I'm liking the art so far. A storyline um, is a mixed bag, mixed bag okay. so far, but I've got a ways to go. So, okay. Well, so I'm sorry we'll, uh, to like, like take up that uh, that chunk no. there, but um, just a bunch of I am a bunch of comics I'm I picked up. Well, and it's read, it's so. summertime. You gotta you gotta do your summer reading before oh, I mean before August is over here because dang, it's already August. I'm gonna drown in books <laughs> the way it is, let alone like <laughs> me adding comics to it. Okay, so. I feel um, I feel I like know. those are like when they're like fun reads and you're looking forward to them, though, like even though it does feel like, oh, my God, my list is endless. Like if you really want to read it, it goes so fast. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Um, yes, I will talk about some of the stuff. Maybe it comes up later. But how about you? What else has gone on this this week? This two weeks, really? What's been happening? Oh, man, if you're having like all the fun by the lake and yep. reading comic books, I am in the in the dregs. I am in drudgery. Um, oh, no. I yeah, I uh, very foolishly pre pandemic, pre pregnancy, pre baby signed up for an academic conference that I was like, I, you know, I have this really great idea. Mm. I'm going to keep presenting even though I'm out of grad school. I kind of want to keep up my scholarly work. Um, sure. I had my very first article published, so I was like really excited about that. And I was like, I'm going to build on that. So I signed up for this conference and then it got delayed by the pandemic. And then I got pregnant and had a baby and whatnot and just sort of like completely put it out of my mind. And then about a month ago, the conference organizer emailed everyone and was like, hey, everybody, just a reminder, this conference is back on. You know, we're shooting for September and, you know, looking forward to it. And I was like, oh, crap, like, I really got to get going. Like, September's not mm -hmm. that far away. And then I got a follow-up email that was like, okay, so since we're doing this all digitally, what we'd really like to have happen is for everybody to turn in their work um, at the beginning of August to give everybody time. <laughs> yeah, to give everybody time to, you know, read everybody else's papers and things like that before the conference starts so we can, you know, just be ready to discuss. And I was like... You're telling me <laughs> that not only did I forget about this conference and it's coming up, but now I have an entire less month to do all the work that I did not do during the pandemic. 
holy crap. So yeah, that's what that's what I've been doing for like the past. I mean, the past month, but really like hardcore the past couple of weeks has just been back in grad school, late nights, you know, like the Mountain Dew and Twizzler fueled late night frenzy of writing and trying to get nice. some intelligent thoughts on paper. And we'll we'll see if uh, if any of those, you know, 2 a.m. Hemingway was the are... same, I hear. <laughs> Twizzlers, yeah, Mountain Dew. It, it, Twizzlers and Mountain Dew. Yeah, you know, he, he needed his fix like me. <laughs> we're the same but yeah so so that's that's what i've been doing the past couple of weeks is just like trying to trying to get some semblance of intelligent thought to paper so that i don't show up with nothing yeah that can be tough under pressure for sure yeah i mean um, yeah i mean it, it was it was hard because, you know, when I first got that email, I was like, oh, man, I have to go back and even look like what did I even propose that I was going to talk about at this conference? Like, I don't even remember. Like, it's so far away. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went back and looked at my proposal and I was like, well, that was not helpful. I wrote that, you know, a year and a half ago. I don't even know what I was talking about then. So. <laughs> well, if you if you want to say what you're writing about, otherwise you tell me uh, off air, whatever, because uh, I'll be interested. I'm interested in what your struggle is going to be entailing here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, um, now that I'm back into it, it, it is, it is kind of fun. Um, just because I'm proposing like a new, um, software program that would redesign, um, how we interact with digital archives and how mm. we, we That's would write. Yeah. How we would produce this, like yeah. a, yeah, we would produce like a visualization um, for a network archive so that you don't just like go in and, and like it's all textual entries and like you, you know, have a search bar where you search a name. You would have this like um, visualization where you could like hover over different nodes in a network graph and see how um, like different writers are connected to each other, um, where they are like temporally in um, like the kind of, you know, like uh linear sorry is the word i'm looking for the linear timeline of you know like different periods of literary movements so yeah it's really fun and and i've i've kind of got like my first step like i've generated this visualization and i've generated like the first steps of what i want it to do um i'm not going to get all of the features that i want in time but i think it's it's still like a good first step so well, yeah. I have a question, a follow-up question, but I wanted yeah. to say, um, welcome, Mike. Mike's back in the chat. It's been a while. Hey, popping in. How you doing? So yes, all is well here. Mike. Good. Um, my follow-up was: Do you have uh, like visual? You've got drawings of like how you're imagining some of this or anything like that for your presentation. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I do I do have like the initial stage um like built or I shouldn't say like I've used a software program to like build the initial um stage of this where like it's this interconnected graph of women um because my focus is women writers and um they they've all got like these different color coded nodes um that kind of like signify how interconnected they are with one another. And then you can just like hover over them and like see who they're interconnected with, um, how they're connected, 
So I've got like several features that I've, you know, that I've wanted in this visualization. Um, I just don't have like the more detailed, the, the more detailed features that I want yet. Sure. So, nice. so I'm starting it's, and it's tough though, because like, this is me presenting a paper. So I have to take like a bunch of different, like snapshot images to present and like shift into a paper where it would really be better as a presentation or like a demonstration that I could walk through and be like, here's the software. Here's how I'm imagine, imagining it would be used. So won't they, don't they have that set up so you can, you know, using like Microsoft teams or something like that you could do presentation. That's what I'm hoping. Video. That's what yeah. I'm hoping. Like I can do the day of, um, like, I know I have to submit this paper anyway, but like the day of, I'm hoping I can be like, Hey, can you just like, let me share my screen and I can, you know, walk you through like yeah. you know, a, f a few things that I'm, yeah that I've got and what I'm thinking about. So. All right. Well, also a, uh, hello to the thick King double C. Um, thanks for jumping <laughs> in the chat. Um, so what are you going to be drinking to get you through all this? Or what are you drinking now to like keep yourself going? <laughs> well, I have plenty of options this week if we're talking drink holidays. Um, last, the end of last week, since of course we didn't have a show last week, I'm just throwing it in there just for funsies. Uh, July 27th was National Scotch Day. Uh, today, August 4th, it is White Wine Day. Uh, I am not celebrating either of those, but I am celebrating this Friday. August 6th, it is International Beer Day. So I've got oh. a beer with me here. Um, whoop, here we go in screen. It's a Kona Longboard Island Lager. Uh, but I picked it specifically because we're talking about Black Widow. And I don't have a red ledger. I have a red lager. Okay. So, All right. That's beer puns. Beer puns. Yeah, I love done. it. <laughs> so Perfect. that's what I'm drinking today. But uh, yeah, those are those are a couple of the drink holiday options. And also Saturday. I love this holiday too. I might celebrate it. It is uh, National Mead Day, which makes me nice. get excited for the Renfest. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't think we have any mead on hand right now. Sometimes we do, but... There, the um, there is a new meadery that uh opened up in white bear lake right by some friends of ours um jamie and erica and they've been there and they've brought us a couple different bottles and it's actually pretty good stuff it's been good nice. yes yeah, really liked it um well i am i'm shocked frankly uh normally <laughs> you have the wine i guess normally yeah. it's a red so um yep we got the beer this time. I've I know. I, I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist the the red ledger red lager. I thought okay. of it and was just like, That's ah. Fair. I was going to do something else. I'm like, well, Scotch Day, it's easy. I got uh, mm -hmm. way too much beer from the leftover from the lake yet. So I was going to do that. I just thought, well, today's actually white wine day. I haven't had the wine in a while. So nice. I, we only had one bottle. So my choice was easy. <laughs> um. I'm going to attempt to say what it is. I didn't bring the bottle up here. I wanted to stay okay. chilled. Um, <laughs> this is going to be bad. Um, Josef Frederick uh, okay. Le Frommig Reinhessen. Um, <laughs> that's my 
that that's that wasn't very too bad. German, very German white wine. So, yeah, it's good. So yeah, German white wine. It's delicious. Um, so yeah, white nice. wine day. Way to represent white wine day. I know. Boy, I don't. I feel like I can't say that too many times. White wine day. Yeah. All right. The white wine that? Wednesday. Um, shrimp and white wine. I did not have shrimp today, Alan. Um, okay. So we've got some news. Um, we are going to get to Black Widow, mm -hmm. but we'll get to that later. So if anyone has not seen the film Black Widow yet, that's perfectly fine. We will be talking about that later in spoilery detail. But before that, um, I should have rearranged these so they made more sense, I guess, uh, transition-wise. I'll do it right now. So first, we have a little bit of video game news. Mm -hmm. um, I wanted to mention that the game I've been most looking forward to this year, yeah, Horizon Forbidden West, has been delayed. Yeah, yeah. unfortunately, not a surprise. Um... I was kind Any of thinking it would be, I mean, I was thinking it would be this year. If I had to yeah. put money down, I was thinking it was going to be this year. Yeah, I uh, I read through some of the articles that you included with the news and, and the, uh, the video that you'd shared. And I mean, it is tough because when you, when you see like a company say like, we're aiming for, you're always like, yeah, you do have that like a little niggle of suspicion yeah. that you're like, ooh, that's not that's not solid. That's not a day. That's like a hope yeah. and a wish. And sure enough, yeah, that aiming for turned into well, sorry guys, it's yep. delayed. Certainly, it was suspicious. They had an event in I think it was July or whatever, and yeah, to not yeah. have a solid date by then is suspicious. Just given how long they'd been working on the game, I thought, right, you know. Um, ultimately, if it was going to come out this year, probably would have been December. I'm guessing we'll see it in February. I think like the first one. So that's not the big a delay. I'm okay. I'd rather them just release a bug free, great game. Like mm -hmm. it's all right. I've got plenty to play, but <laughs> I was looking forward to playing this one, uh, right. sooner than later. So, right. But yeah, it obviously, obviously a bummer. Yep. It's, uh, the the hot takes everywhere are like, oh my God, look at Sony and their lack of lineup for the rest of the year. Um, I mean, which is true when you're not looking at it um, in like a bubble, which people. most people, most people will, you know, most people that are picking up a, they have a PS4 or they're picking up a PS5. They are going to be looking at a bubble. They're going to be like, this is the thing I have. Let me look and see what games are available for it. They'll play those games. End of story. If you're looking mm -hmm. at it holistically, yeah, next to the competition, it's going to be a week. It's going to be a week holiday, week second half of the year for for Sony. So, yeah, but. I mean, I think so. But I mean, like you said, that's just sort of like looking at it more theoretically. Like, you know, you said if you're if you're picking up their gaming system, like you're just going to be like, well, that's a bummer. What else can I play? Yeah. So sure, like when you're usually when you're picking up a gaming system, you're not like, hmm, 
you know, which gaming system has more games available, which should I pick? You've probably already made your decision about what type of console you're going to pick up anyway. So I don't really know that this is, you know, affecting anybody's decision to to buy or not buy a PlayStation or I don't know. No, I like to use, honestly, I like think of it, uh, Dustin, we've had on the show for Mm -hmm. uh, a couple of times, specifically recently to talk about Resident Evil Village. Um, I don't think when they had the event, I think I told him about this and he's like, oh, sweet. They're making another Horizon game mm-hmm. like he didn't know, you know, and that's yeah, that's awesome. You know, a lot of people are in that boat. He played the first one, liked it a lot. He's very much into it, but he doesn't didn't know the new one was coming. And right. so that's going to be a lot of people that still don't have any idea that there was even going to be a new one, right. you know, soon or whatever. And they'll just be surprised when it actually comes out. Mm-hmm. And they start seeing ads for it and all that stuff. So, yeah, your circle of dis- people who are disappointed is far less that way, yep. I guess. So, if there's a silver lining, you know, people are just going to be excited then whenever it does release. Yep. Um, in other gaming, sort of gaming adjacent news, what is this going on with Pokemon? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Netflix has decided to develop a live action series of Pokemon, which I'm very torn about. Um, like just thinking about Pokemon and, and that part of my childhood, like it's, it's not live action. It's not like designed to be a live action. And I know we had, you know, Ryan Reynolds be detective Pikachu. And apparently, even though I didn't go see it, it wasn't half bad of a movie. Um, even though like. I felt like the the all the range of, you know, pocket monsters that they decided to to make live action looked so strange that way. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I guess it works and it's happening and Netflix has decided to like roll the dice and say like, sure, we'll we'll do a live action adaptation. Um, so we'll see. Like, I am cautiously interested and optimistic um, one of the producers of one of my favorite Netflix shows, uh, Lucifer is signed on to do this as well. Um, so I'm, I'm tentatively excited by that news. Again, I love Pokemon, so I probably will take Gander at this and, and check it out, but we'll see. We'll see mm. how well it does. It's kind of so, another one of those, it's another one of those things where like, I'm not exactly sure why we needed to like make a different adaptation from what the original was. You know, I feel like Netflix has been doing that a lot lately, like with Altered Carbon. Okay, we had like a live action show and then we had the anime and I thought that worked out really well. Um, but did they need to do it? Probably not. Um, and then what What other one were we just talking about? Cowboy Bebop. They're Cowboy Bebop. Cowboy Bebop. Yep, yep. Um, they did a live action of Erased, which I really don't want to see because I loved that anime so much. Ah. And I don't I feel like I don't want to ruin it by watching the live action version. So, yeah. So Netflix is really like taking a lot of different forms and deciding to like remake them in others. And I'm just not sure where that's all coming from. Well, it's coming from no one has creativity left that is involved <laughs> oh, in no. Hollywood. Oh, no. I touched you on, on this again. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, uh. it's 
certainly, certainly a thought that had crossed my mind as well, that it's like, there is nothing else to do. So why don't we just like pretend like it's a new thing by remaking this show into a different format? Yep. Really, really tired of it. You got to have people that, um, you know, you, you, you got to take, you have to take risks. Mm-hmm. You want to be successful. You want the big hit, the big thing or whatever. You do have to take risks. You always have the first thing yeah. that, you know, is, you know, the Star Wars or mm-hmm. is the iPhone. If it's in just like a consumer product kind of space, whatever, like whatever it right. is, you take the risk on something different that hits and that becomes the thing. You, you're you not going to have the big thing by just rehashing whatever, you know, right. it's just, it, I don't know. We can, I, I, I rant about this too much. I don't need to get into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pokemon live action, it seems strange because it's one of those complicated things and it's complicated with superheroes too, but right. with, with Pokemon where you have, it's an animated show. It sells you on the feels and fun stuff and whatever. And so once you bring in the live action, you start demanding more uh, reality and yeah. cause you literally are seeing more reality and um, that can be difficult. You know, a lot of mm-hmm. people already talk about how you're okay. You're literally going out to capture these Pokemon, you know, be my friend Pokemon. And then you force <laughs> them to fight battles with one another. Right. You know, like it's not real nice. Right. But when it's a fun game and a cartoon that's silly and it's stuff. It's not real. Yeah. You can, yeah. You can, you, you, you just forget about that stuff. It's for fun. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yep. And I will say that it's kind of a different setup for the Detective Pikachu movie. And right. in that case, it did work pretty well. I'd say that's a pretty damn good family movie if you mm-hmm. want a family movie. So, yeah. All right. Maybe I'll give it a shot. Um, I think you'd like it. I think for sure you'd like it. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm, I'm sure like... You know, if I think Chris is watching this right now, so you just said Pokemon and family movie, so I'm sure he's like rushing to play it for our our little daughter right now. He's like, (laughs) all right, perfect. Like, you know, I I, I wanted to introduce her into Pokemon and now I can. Um, But yeah, I mean, just kind of going back to to this in particular, we've we've had a couple of different conversations, mostly I think that that were rooted in our discussion of Castlevania and. I think this live action show is going to suffer from something that I feel like a live action version of Castlevania would, where sometimes feats are just too unbelievable in real life, but they work in animation, where we're talking about some of the fights that um, Trevor gets into in Castlevania, where his like whip changes like six different lengths and can do like several different things and he can jump around in the air and like hang different places. And if you saw someone doing that in real life, you'd be like, no, this isn't working. Like that's not real But because it's animated. It works for you. You just sort of like buy into the logic and it's fine. And you, and you can just like be in the moment. Talking about Pokemon battles, I feel like it's the same thing. Like it works in animation. Like you see this, like, you know, fire move or like wind tornado or, you know, like leaf blade and it works in animation. And I think there's going to be something about seeing it 
live action that we're going to go, wait, what? Like, that looks so weird. That doesn't work for me the same way, you know, as it does in animation. Or like you said, like fighting is going to get too real where, you know, like a Pokemon's going to use Leaf Blade and it hits the other Pokemon and there's like actual like cuts or blood or something. Whereas in animation, they just like, like close their eyes and like, ow, oh no, like it hurt me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, it's like a, an attack, but it doesn't really hurt. How many yeah. more Pokemon attacks can you name? <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm saying like leaf blade, <laughs> like, like six more off, times. You know, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Sky attack beam. and flamethrower. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. I've yeah. got this bubble beam. Mm. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm telling you, a lot of your concerns are not an issue um, with the way it's done in Detective Pikachu. Sure. But who knows what that'll be? I mean, but this is but, not a De Detective Pikachu series. Right. This is, right. you know. So. This is like just straight up Pokemon. And it's a series. I feel like, yeah, I mean, having having not seen Detective Pikachu, and I don't know how many like Pokemon battles there are in there and like maybe how much it works or doesn't work. But I think maybe like the the pressure of stretching that out over an entire series might make it feel like it works less because yep. you have to show that more. Yep. So. Oh my god, we got to keep up the Pokemon talk. Oh my god, the thick king just followed. Thank you for the follow. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go with it. It's the Pokemon talk. So, and All Alan right. shared with us now the the Bulbapedia Bulbagarden.net. A oh, list, list of, of moves. Pokemon moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, all right. Yes, certainly an issue that we will be bringing up more and more um, as yeah. time goes on. So if you're not tired of us talking about that kind of those kind of issues, get ready. Um, <laughs> so sort of related, it's it's still in live action to live action, but it's still a new adaptation, a new mm -hmm. story, whatever. Um, I am not excited right now for this. <laughs> I'm sensing you are. I am Let ish. us know what you're excited-ish for. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's not too big of news, um, really. It's, it's just like a sort of big tease uh, because all the information we get is uh, from Amazon, their Lord of the Rings series that they've been developing has a solid actual premiere date. It is September 2nd, 2022. So it's still a full year plus away, um, but it has a date. And they did release a first still image from the series, which doesn't really show as much, just kind of the lay of the landscape. It looks like it's the White City of Gondor. Um, with some sort of traveler, um, you know, approaching the city and looking out over the plains leading up to it. So really not giving us a whole lot, um, but it's something. It's, you know, it's a little bit yeah. of interest generation. And I know they've been like continuing to film. So I think they're just kind of like just starting the campaign to, you know, really release more details about the show. Yeah. What do you, how do you think you would feel if you had written this, 
you know, fantasy epic or whatever. And Wait, am, I am I know, Tolkien? Well, potentially, yeah. I mean, okay, yes. all right, all right, okay, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just but it doesn't have to be specifically him. You know, just okay. in general, perhaps if you're you have your life life's work essentially it's published. You know, over time it grows in popularity. Maybe eventually in your life it becomes it's like aware that it's it's a it's a big thing. I have something mm -hmm. here. You know, um, if you are then able to know after mm -hmm. your death that your work was going to be taken in so many different directions um, mm. and that things, you know, like not only so uh, specific adaptations of your books in the, like in this case, in the form of the Lord of the Rings movies mm -hmm. and then in the Hobbit movies, but then going further, okay. like, well, okay, now I have written stuff. I have written backstory yeah. And they take it further, you know, or like, okay, we're going to elaborate. We're going to elaborate heavily on this backstory that you've written and stuff. And it's a new, would you, do you feel that you'd be appreciative and and just like thankful for that? no matter what it ends up being, or um, is it like, this is my thing. I wrote it. Mm -hmm. What I wrote is the word of the Lord. Sure. And, um, it's not for you to, to mess with like or somewhere in between uh yeah i mean somewhere in between i think um i definitely wouldn't not care what form it ends up in um you know to to use a an example that we love to go back to um you know if i were j george r r martin i i probably wouldn't have been pleased to see the the finale of you know Game of Thrones, like, this is my work, this is my life here, and you just, like, twisted it up and ruined it, and now, you know, the, the final season of Game of Thrones ends up on so much hate lists. Yeah, I'd be pissed about that if I was, you know, if mm -hmm. I was an author and this was, you know, my my work. Um, so, no, I don't, I don't, you know, I wouldn't just be, like, blindly grateful, like, somebody wants to do it, yay, take it, run with it, do whatever you want. Um but yeah, I, I, for for me personally, it would probably be hard to let go a little bit and and trust somebody else. I mean, you know, Tolkien's, you know, not got exactly a choice in the matter. So he's not here to right. to talk about yeah. it. But yeah, I mean, it would be it would be tough. I think if you know, um, if in this you know imagined scenario, I was a living author and and somebody was taking my works. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it would be especially harder for something like this, um, where this part of Lord of the Rings, like this particular series that Amazon is developing, isn't, you know, the regular Lord of the Rings trilogy that we're used to. You know, it's not like the Fellowship and the Two Towers and the Return of the King. It's more based in the Silmarillion or however anybody pronounces it. Um, that's how I do. Um, and some of like the unfinished tales from Middle Earth. So, yep. yeah, that's that's a little bit more difficult because that's usually not the stuff that you're really meaning for somebody to take and like make another adaptation yeah. of. Yep. So, I mean, I'm yeah. I'm cautiously excited for what they're coming up with um, because I've I've read like the Silmarillion and the Unfinished Tales and I really like them. I just don't know how well they're going to translate onto screen. Mm hmm. 
and and how exactly they're going to be threaded together. Well, and to me, that's sort of the, you know, it's like, to me, the fun part of writing is writing that kind of thing. You know, it's sort of, and I think it's, yeah. And I think it's just kind of the thing that, um, uh, like George Lucas is good at sort of this over, you know, branching kind of, uh, overarching sort of thing. Yeah. That, Mm -hmm. um, but then the hard part is sitting there and like, all right, how do our people, you know, what, what actually happens here, you know, not just, well, you know, Okay, so Anakin falls to the dark side. He, you know, fights Obi Wan and becomes Darth Vader. Like that's general. Mm-hmm. How now we see how that happens. Right, that's a tough thing to do. So, I think that um, as fascinating and as as detailed in some ways as a lot of the backstory is for Tolkien's mm-hmm. world, um, there's a lot of detail there that's going to be in the hands of people that mm-hmm. could very easily mess it up, make yes. it something that. That would not, Tolkien himself would not approve of. Yes. And it's why it like, it kind of shocks me that George Lucas gave up the control. It's kind of surprising. It's like, this is, mm-hmm. this is your everything in life, basically. And you just hand it away. And then you get upset about what they did to it. Right. Understandably so. But why did you do it? You're alive. Right. Like, you, you know, you could make it so there was no more Star Wars ever if you wanted. You can right. milk what exists forever if you want, and just more new releases of different things, you know. Or again, you could be the of a storyboard, you know, story mm-hmm. group that kind of like passes everything by you, like some semblance right. of control. Right. And it's like he's not short on money. He didn't need to, like, oh, I need to sell out to Disney here for this. Right. I just, I don't know. I maybe there'll be, maybe there is something and I haven't seen it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I just it makes me think like how what is he going to think about while he's alive yet now mm-hmm. of what has been done to his baby? Right. What would someone that didn't make that choice, you know, would they be like, you, you know, like it. But I don't know. Yeah, it's it's hard because, you know, in the in the case of George Lucas, you could say, well, yeah, maybe he's just sort of like an overarching world building kind of man and he really struggles with the details but you know like if if you don't trust other people then you're you're still going to need to be involved in some way like you need to pick somebody you trust to work with you so that when they say here's my idea for filling in your details you can say yes and no and you know shape it to your liking for for tolkien he's shown i think the ability for both you know, we have the Lord of the Rings series in which it, it is very detailed. Like, here's how he, each character gets here. Here's where their storyline yeah. moves. Like, we have both. So it's, you know, it's hard to feel like the, the Silmarillion wouldn't have been written differently if he thought it could be presented differently. You know, he's right. really writing that book to do the overarching world building, like, big background, like, my, you know, 6,000-foot view instead of my 60-foot view. Um, so it is hard to know if he were alive and here and wanting to, you know, see his work, would he, would he agree? Would he approve? Would he say like, oh, I sure that's fine, but I want to write it or I want to at least have some sort of approval or would he just like put his foot down and be like, no, like you've got Lord of the Rings, you've got the Hobbit, like that's all you need. This should really stay as is. 
Yep. I don't yeah. Know. Okay. Well, the, I mean, I uh, I will interesting certainly thought. try watching it. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I'm I'm certainly glad that it's not just we're remaking Lord of the Rings, but as a series. You know what I mean? Like oh, I, I'm I'm glad yeah. that that's not the I, case. Here. I wouldn't watch that. <laughs> no, I wouldn't either. Absolutely would not. You I mean, have I might a definitive live action version. Right. I I was gonna say I might. If they tried The Hobbit, I might. Um, probably not Hobbit as a series. A, it could be a, that would could be a mini series. Yeah, that, be, that would be like a little guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've already Six stretched episodes. that into way too much material yeah. that didn't need to be there. Six but 30 yeah, they, minute episodes. Yes. If they wanted to make like a little mini Hobbit series, I, I you know, I'd give that a shot. But yeah, no, leave leave Lord of the Rings alone for a little bit at least. Yep. All right. Um, moving into more, um, we're we're working our way to Black Widow. Mm -hmm. We're like transitioning there um, pretty <laughs> quick. We got um, Suicide Squad, mm -hmm. another comic book based. I'm gonna say incredibly loosely based. You just like right. here are some characters that I want to have fun with. This is what's happening. I'm mm -hmm. getting a whole bunch of stars. They're all going to come in and they're going to play zany characters. Um, comes out this Friday. Soon. Yes, it does. I yes. didn't wow. uh, God. It yeah. up on me. Yeah. I, yeah. I get, well, the whole month of August just kind of snuck up on me because I still can't believe we're four days in. But yes, it is coming out in mm -hmm. just two days, which yeah. I'm excited about. I, uh, I did go and see Black Widow um in the theaters but i think i'm gonna i'm gonna see suicide squad on hbo max okay okay um yeah we are not decided yet but definitely going to watch it um alan says the green knight is out too what is that going uh, in the green knight it's, it's um, an old arthurian I haven't seen this coming up either. Um, yeah, I think Dev Patel well, I haven't is the seen it advertised. lead. Yes. Yep. Yep. The huh. medieval story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Yep. Hmm? Interesting. Wonder how that is going to. Well, it's, it seems to be reviewing well so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have plans to see that as well. Okay, fantasy horror film. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so everybody look forward to that. If you're interested, go and see them. We'll certainly be discussing uh, discussing some of this stuff coming up. Yeah. See how uh, James Gunn's return to the superhero, but in the competing space, does. Yeah, the movie, I feel like, has definitely got some hype and some, like, you know, level of excitement around it. I feel like this is... This is a positive, especially obviously for DC, who's been struggling for so long. Um, mm -hmm. So we'll see. We'll see what this this Suicide Squad can do, um, both for, you know, kind of redeeming the original idea of making the Suicide Squad and for DC. Um, I, get, I guarantee. And, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, and for HBO Max. Yeah. Yep. I guarantee if this is a big hit, 
DC is going to come groveling. They're like, please, let's do the gun verse. Oh, the James God. Gun verse. Oh, let's God. come on. We're going to have all our movies connected. We no oh, longer no. believe in multiverse and like telling stories where we change our mind. We're giving you control. You do it. It's all going to need... be zany and over the top. Oh God, we need we need to stop doing like director versus, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like we're, we're going too far with like, like, um, God, what what was the other director's name from the first Suicide Squad? Ayers, yeah, just came out yep. and talked about his whole like, I have a director's cut yep. and like nobody's ever gonna see it and like this is my my whole universe vision and. He's yep. like, but I'm not gonna talk about it. I'm like, well, but you talked just talked about it. So I feel like we're going like. I don't know. We're just like putting too much on directors to like, you know, oh, I have my vision and my cut and, you know, my universe and the way I ordered things. And then it's all screwed up. And it's like, oh, man. Yep. We just need to make some movies, make some good movies, not yep. not make like director hour long, you know, seven hour long things and. Uh, um never release them because now now we're we're in sort of like all these different like what if scenarios where we can't even well, just enjoy the movie because it's like what what am i not seeing you know what if you know ayers had his way what if snyder had his way everyone needs to go independent again if these yeah. people have <laughs> backbones they have plenty of money to get together and fund different creations they do not have to be Behold, beholden do not yeah. have to be beholden to any studio in hollywood mm -hmm. tom cruise can make any movie he oh, wants oh god yeah anything and uh but they don't they no. stay in the system we'll yep. get out and then you can have your whatever length movie you want you can you can release it on your own website <laughs> you could just right? you don't even have to like whatever at this, at this point, like streaming is whatever, whatever you want yep. it to be. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, Alan says that John Wick is the gun verse. Yes. Gun with one end. <laughs> gun, gun, gun verse. Indeed. Nice. Oh, my gosh. We're all we're we all had... feeling very punny tonight. Uh, the, the thick king is getting moderated and, and <laughs> messages <laughs> lead. I don't know what they were. Um must have been i have no idea no idea um we uh, uh if you if you use any sort of like questionable language it may it may throw something at you even even if you don't think it's questionable chris chris had that happen to him one time i think he, yeah what did he say he used something close to a swear word and i think it thought it was one I don't remember though, but it was really funny. It was like not even that bad. And he was like, I can't post my message. I tried three times. James Gunn for Predator. Uh, Predator. I mean, that would be interesting. Um, to me, it's really tough yeah. to beat. Just, I think we talked about this maybe a week or two ago. I would just mention like the yeah. Predator is so good. Just original predators, really. Yeah, good. you mean like yeah, straight up original. Yeah, it is yeah. really good. And if you wanted to, like, I could see him taking on like an alien versus predator, this like campy kind of thing or whatever. That'd be fun. Um, but uh, um, accomplish everyone would, dying. 
Yeah, it would certainly be a different predator. Like, less suspenseful. Mm. Even more campy. Like, the original has <laughs> definitely, for sure, some campy moments. Um, does it, though? I mean, I'd have to rewatch it. I'd have to rewatch it. It does. It's, but it's not, like, intentional camp, but it works. It, like, fits in the universe. It's not like we're being campy. It just, like, happens. But whereas, like, James Gunn would be very, like, tongue-in-cheek about you know what I mean? Like, there'd be a lot more humor to it. Sure. Less subtle. And I don't mean that as an insult to James Gunn. I just think, like, the original Predator is a little bit, like, it takes itself more seriously than James Gunn ever would take a movie. <laughs> the King says, the original is dope. Arnold throws a machete at someone and tells them to stick around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. See? <laughs> So, okay, I'm going to take this opportunity to derail us a little bit. Where, oh, okay. Um, um, There's one other thing I was going to show. Okay. That I didn't earlier in my show and tell. So Ooh, um, we were looking at show and tell. Yeah, well, we were looking at, uh, we were in a tattoo shop and looking at mm. some e tattoo examples and stuff. Ashley wants to and you got one? And everything. No, <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, okay, I just put that up there. I did is... not get a tattoo. Okay. That would be a huge show and tell, like, surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's on my butt. Look at this. Um, Twitch shuts us down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, if, if I'm in a hot tub, I'm fine. Okay. Um, no, I saw this art book. Um, okay. And it's like right now with the new master of the universe stuff coming on netflix oh, yeah, or whatever yeah. or on netflix uh, yeah, it just had me thinking of that like i also saw some books in the bookstore that i'm really into that like john carter of mars mm -hmm. era artwork mm -hmm. like that sort of high fantasy everybody's glistening abs you know <laughs> just like dinosaurs in there along with unicorns and like just it's a weird thing you know uh lizard lizard people with swords and and um it feels like a forgotten subgenre you sure. know like element of of fantasy and um i'd like to like maybe get into more of it or something or appreciate more of it and so this talk of arnold reminded me because he's like in conan and yep. that kind of thing. If you look at Conan Barbarian, that's sort of tied this uh, tied to the, that stuff in a way. And yeah, I, very like oiled it, up, muscly, glisteny. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, if anyone knows more about it, they certainly can fill me in because I am coming into a lot of this stuff sort of new, just always as like an outside appreciation. But this book, um, Dreamland, by uh, Boris. Uh, Vallejo and Julia Bell, um, okay. or Julie Bell. It was in the comic shop as like mm. a whole bunch of examples of, I don't know, inspiration for tattoos, I guess. And it's got tons of these sorts <laughs> okay. of artworks like Medusas and stuff and people around uh, like fires and stuff. Oh, that's kind of cool. And um, just... And it also tell, talks about like the um, the artists in here and their journey a little bit and their inspirations. And so, yeah, very different kind of book. I figured Dustin would appreciate this as well. Sure. Um, there's all kinds of 
of crazy stuff in here. But the guy, the guy, anyways, he's from Peru, and he just left for America with nothing, essentially, and um, kind of following one other person he knew that went to America and happened to find him in America, and he kind of helped him get his his start. And uh, it's pretty interesting stories. That's pretty cool. Anyways. Anyways, that's my when you bring up Arnold Schwarzenegger, that's what <laughs> my mind goes to right now. So that kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I completely derailed this. We would have that's had okay. a logical transition. Um That's all right. But, I can um, uh I can reiterate that uh the reason I brought up earlier that I'm planning to watch Suicide Squad on HBO Max is actually partially due to this whole like lawsuit that's been going on with ScarJo and Disney over Black Widow and how that's been presented. So, yeah, I mean, talk about that. Obviously, we haven't like seen a trial, you know, we don't have all the documents or whatever, you know, right. But based on preliminary information, Mm -hmm. what do you what do you think about this? Like, who's who's are you on a side or are you just like um, well, the the reason I said I was like definitively going to see Suicide Squad on HBO Max is because HBO did did pay out all of its stars for like the dividends that they would earn on the streaming platform. So I feel like there's no ambigu- ambiguity there. Like they were like upfront, like we realize this is coming out on our platform same time as the theater. So like, let's just work out an agreement that, you know, everybody so far seems to be happy with. Um, whereas obviously here for Black Widow, when the film was initially being made, I'm sure there was no like, I'm sure there was like, you know, thoughts about Disney Plus and somebody in the back of somebody's mind and this was going to be happening. But there wasn't like, oh, my God, it's been delayed for two years. Like, let's release this not only in the theater, but also on Disney Plus. Um, yep. So obviously a lot more complicated of a situation i don't know that i'm on anybody's side at this point because we don't have a lot of information but i would say that i think her claim has merit um if that's the way her contract was written and you know like as she's claiming like her her contract guaranteed exclusive release in theater and if disney didn't do that then they didn't do that and that's all there is to it yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, obviously there's there's other factors that I could not know and like maybe there's language in her contract that you know creates a loophole for them, but I mean if that's the basis that she's suing on then I mean, she at least I feel like has a leg to stand on. Yeah. Well, the thick king uh, is not mincing words says <laughs> they robbed her. They robbed. Her. <laughs> so, um yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a pretty um um, I think there's a lot to it, but I think as far as the case is concerned, yeah, if you have a contract that says this is for theatrical release only and this is how it goes, then that's what you do. Like exactly. Um, you know, or or if you I, or if you don't want to do that, then you have to go talk to her about that then. And I don't know if there was some sort of like communicate, you know what I mean? Like Disney hasn't come out and said like, oh, well, we knew it was like in her contract and we went and talked to her and, you know, tried to negotiate and she didn't want to play ball. There's been no talk of that. 
So. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's odd. It's not like, um, you know, it's not like Disney couldn't afford. It sounds like Kevin Feige was upset that they were not yeah. like working it out to make their one of their stars happy. Exactly. Especially, you know, like with this film and where things are sitting right now in the MCU, it seems odd to not uh, just make this right. Um, and, you know, if you right. watch um, uh, Grace's video covering the mm, topic, yep, it did. she talks like there was clearly, you know, one of her uh, contacts anyways said that they were Disney was notified like, hey, you know, this mm -hmm. is going to go public. We're going to do this if you right. move forward, uh, do it, you know, with this or whatever. And and they did it. So they knew it was going to happen. Knew they were going to get sued. Right. And it just seems weird to not settle because they'll probably yeah. settle now anyways, most right. likely, you know, and we won't know what happened or whatever, you know. And um, so, yeah, why create the bad look one way or another, mm -hmm. you know? Mm hmm. So. Well, and and like she mentioned, I feel like this is going to have ramifications for others who are kind of waiting in the wings to see how this shakes out. I know there's been some early rumblings that Emma Stone might sue Disney for the exact same thing for the release of Cruella um, on both, you know, theatrical and on Disney Plus. Um, obviously we have, n we have no details since that's just a rumor. I have no details about like, what was that in her contract? I would assume so. Um, if she's kind of basing it off of this lawsuit, um, I'm sure it's like less of a big deal because Cruella was less of a big movie than Black Widow. Um, so again, like Dis Disney might like, you know, preemptively cut that off and just like settle with her quietly. Cause I'm sure it would be a lot less money. Yep. And a lot less like focus on them to do so, but yeah, it's uh, it's certainly I think a case to watch going forward and and seeing what happens. Yeah, I think um, Grace is maybe overreacting on some of it a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, for anyone that doesn't know, like um, I disagree with her a lot, but I think she's got she has the right insider people, and you know she has a good take uh, beyond the trailer of the YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um she's talking it like seems to imply like this maybe has larger ramifications for the streaming world like will this mean that you know is streaming really viable all that kind of yeah. thing i think i think that's going too far i think it's literally just you have to make the deal up front everybody has to, yeah exactly you know you make your deal you say it's not like someone's well disney's gonna make a movie oh you're only gonna put this on both things no you re-decide what what right. you get Right. I get the point of her saying like, well, everybody before got all a cut. And so when you're making a movie with Netflix, you not every actor gets a cut based on revenue that the movie brings in, because even if they kind of know what that is, because this the value is the is the service, mm -hmm. which is what you're paying for. You're not paying right. for the movie or the show. Right. You're paying for the service to have all of it that you can't really decide the dollar value that whatever specifically mm -hmm. is creating. There's it's not right. it's just not broken down that way. So right. new deals have to be made. That's right. all it is. You know, it's an it's a, as we've been talking, a readjustment of expectations 
mm-hmm. everything because no matter what Hollywood wants to do, mm-hmm. all the unions and everyone they may want to make it make sure that they get a cut somehow of everything. Audiences just aren't. It's just not where the world is going. Yep. So you're gonna have to realign here. Well, and I th- I think it's it's different when you talk about different services because. Right now, I feel like you can point more like on a service like Disney Plus where you have to pay extra for that specific movie. You can point to revenue that Disney earns in in a little bit more concrete way where you can't do that with Netflix because you don't pay an additional fee for that particular yeah. movie as it's released or that show as it's released or whatever. Yep. So, so there's, there's a little bit easier of an argument there to be made for like, th- we know you're going to charge X based on how many, you know, subscriptions you get or how many people pay that or whatever. We want you to give us X percentage. That's a little bit more straightforward, I think. Um, whereas, like I said, yeah, like other streaming services, you just don't know. Yep. Yep. Well, and then the, the, the thick King says the next two Disney movies are theater only now, I believe. And then Alan kind of backing up mm. here, uh, de- some details saying that, um, free guy Shang-Chi are coming to theaters in mid August and then early September, oh. uh, later. So like getting okay, an sure, exclusive sure. period, um, sure. in the theaters. So, yeah, I kind, of, it, it's, I kind of wonder why um, Disney didn't do that. Like, why not say like, even even if it's for, you know, 15 days, 10 days, two weeks, like five days, I don't know, pick it, pick a number, throw it out there. It's still an exclusive theatrical release for the, you know what I mean? Like you're fulfilling the details of her contract and then you could throw it on Disney Plus yeah, like five just, days later just, if you wanted to. I th- I think that's a cheap move. But at least you well, wouldn't be sued for breach of contract. All they need, I mean, really all they need to do, like they've made no promise. It's not like, it's not like Xbox, Microsoft with Game Pass, where they've said our first party titles will come day and date, both right. to buy separately and on Game Pass. That's been the statement. That's what's happening. As far as I know, Disney has not made such a claim. So right. why not for this movie that's been delayed and delayed and delayed, put it out, keep it for its theatrical run, and then put it on your service? Because it, it used to be what you'd have to wait, you know, the six months it used to be longer, whatever, to yeah. for things to come out on on DVD, right, or whatever. Well, usually movies generally aren't in many theaters for that long. They're right. in there for you know, maybe they're maybe they're in the theater for two months. You know, mm-hmm. that's it. When it's right. a, basically out of most of the theaters, um, except for like theaters that are, you know, they they're in business of playing older films. You right. Know? I was gonna say like second run theater. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once it's out of the yeah first run theaters, then put it on the service. Yeah. Then you put it on the service, charge your fee if you want. Mm-hmm. And then you still have a few more months if you want to buy it physically, you know, right. like some sort of staggered thing like that. Now, there still might be complaints because it still might be, well, if you get a portion of the physical sales or in digital sales, specifically the movie, that's in your contract, too. 
then you're biting into that potentially by outputting on the streaming service or whatever. Right. You know? I think that's murkier though. That'd be that'd be yeah. a little bit, you know, there there'd be some wiggle there. Whereas like like I said, if her if her contract says exclusive theater release, you didn't do it. Like yep. that's that's black and white. Yep. Renegotiate. People do yeah. it all the time. Yeah. Get it exactly. figured out. But but <sighs> I won't do it. <laughs> bring into another tirade about I was gonna say, you were like winding yourself up right there <laughs> but but i was just gonna like clearly some incompetence abound i'm you know yeah so i guess can't count on them to make good decisions um yeah, they should they should just call in to our our show we'll tell them what for i we, we got this figure I, I, we know i don't want to i don't want to you know act like i have all the answers i just sometimes can clearly see when stupidity is happening that's all mm -hmm. okay that's not me like i have the best solution for everything just come on guys right like, how much money do you make how long have you been in this industry right figure it out you know uh, Grace brought up like Scarlett Johansson has been part of the MCU, a main role in how many of these movies? Right. Make it right with your actress. Right. Don't break her contract. Like, right. what is wrong with you? Well, it's and just... and I mean, is her is her contract with Disney like done? You know how like um, Chris Evans and and uh, Robert Downey Jr. are like done. Um, is she done? Well, or see, I mean, it, like, sorry, spoiler. <laughs> I mean, not really, because how long ago is Endgame been? But I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, does that really mean anything? Could she still pop up? I mean, I I assume so. I okay. don't know. And if it is, it just shows better the character and the quality of the company or lack thereof. Mm -hmm. Because yeah. like, well we're done with her. We don't have to work with her anymore if we don't want, you right. know, like it's, it's done. So whatever, you know, let's just screw, screw her over. You. Like, bye. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah that's what I was kind of thinking. It would be like a, a yeah. horrible, like screw you. Goodbye present to a, to a character that's brought a lot to the MCU. Yep. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, thinking I don't getting timed out and deleted. I'm sure whatever you're saying is, is fine. We'll have to mess with the, the stream elements, um, like how picky it is. It must be too picky right now. <laughs> we'll, we'll try to tone it down in the future here. So, um, so I am sorry about that. I am, I am sorry that Andrea, you blurted out someone's dead in the MCU. Come on now. I we know, I know. Spoilers oh my God. Up yet. I know. Okay. We better get spoilers up. We better get spoilers up. MCU. I know, I apparently can't help myself. <laughs> Black Widow spoilers. Uh, we might as well get into that now. Um, Let's do it. Yeah, so long time coming, um, this film. Mm -hmm. It's, um, it's, do you think, to start off, do you think that that has affected not, not the performance of the movie, but like your perception of the movie, like the placement of this film now, this oh. film really is in a weird place 
when yes. it didn't release when it was designed to release. You know, there is a there is a an order to these and there is sort of a, a way that you're designed to consume them. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of in a weird space now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but wasn't it I mean, thinking about having watched this movie now, wasn't it still in a weird space even when it was originally slotted to be released? Because it was slotted for release after Endgame, wasn't it? Because it was going to kick off the next phase of the MCU. Yeah, and that that I think still so. seems that still seems really weird to me to create this movie that is in between Civil War and uh, Infinity War. Yeah, I'm getting that timeline right. I think. Um, but it really kind of ends up having no it, – it it doesn't end up having any stakes. There's like a big plot yeah. element to this movie where it's like, hey, I could have an Avenger under my control. But we know that doesn't happen. And right. it seems like a really weird thing to do to not have released this movie before Endgame so that we could at least, you know – be like, oh my God, like this part of the, you know, I know it's a smaller part of the plot, but it's still a really weird thing to have stakes in, but like, no, in the back of your mind, it's not happening. Yep. I, here's what I think happened. I think that they, I think that, look, it's a monumentous task for Kevin Feige to take on and to put all these films to get together. Sure. Um, and Obviously, there's going to be issues. Uh, it's going to happen. There's going to be like continuity problems. There's going to be um, missed things. But mm-hmm. to my understanding, with some of the women in the MCU were kind of bothered with the way their characters were treated when they Marvel started pushing Captain Marvel. When they started promoting Captain Marvel, mm, okay. it was... You know, they always would do, you know, hero and it would highlight her and some of the other. Act- I-, I remember specifically Elizabeth Olsen being like, uh, what am I like when, yeah. you know, I've been part of this, like I don't have my own movie. You know, I am a female hero here that has been largely underutilized. And so now you roll out the red carpet and make it like there's never been a female superhero in your universe before. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like it's Disney acting like some of these characters, Black Widow, um, they're second class citizens in a way. Yeah. And so Black Widow should have had her movie a lot sooner. Yeah. You know, it it would have made perfect sense. It could have would have been a good tease for things to come. A lot of just the way this movie is done, if this came out several films ago. So yeah. now, I don't know if they just couldn't manage like if the it time. actually came Again, out before shows... Infinity War. Yeah. Yeah. But that shows then to me a, again, a lack of a pr- of like appreciation for the character and mm-hmm. what she can bring. And yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think for me, it did hurt the my viewing of the film. Mm-hmm. Having like now we're co- sort of we've had Endgame we're sort of done and moving on, but we're and, not. But we're not right yeah. exactly. Yeah, it's so. it's hard because 
I really liked the movie overall and I wouldn't have wished it not to be made. But yeah, right. it, the timing is absolutely less than ideal. And I, I, I don't want to like harp on Marvel too much because like they don't have like the timing issues that I think DC has and that we've covered so, <laughs> so extensively. But I think you can at least say like, yes, this was absolutely a mistake. I hope that you learn from it. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, like this, this movie was great and could have been even better, like I said, if we'd, if we'd fully bought into all the stakes that were in this movie. But we, but like I said, we already know that some of them don't work out because we already know what happened. So it's really tough. I didn't have as much. I think there were, there were people who were kind of like, oh, I really had trouble with this movie because, again, spoiler alert. At least the spoilers are up this time. Black Widow dies. So, you know, like the whole movie felt like, oh, I already know what happens to her. Like, why do I care about this story? I didn't feel that way. I really enjoyed this story. I thought it was like a really fun bridge of like, yeah, like what happened from Civil War to Infinity War? Like she went off on her own. What did she do? Oh, this is a really awesome story. And this is like a perfect you know, a little moment to go digging back into her past and like learn more about that. I loved it. Mm -hmm. So I didn't, I didn't think like that, like knowing that she died, that part bothered me. It was just more like, yeah, there were other stakes in it that yep. felt lesser. Yep. It looks like, um, thick King agrees says mm -hmm, should have sure. came out right after Ultron. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, and maybe when we look back, you know, and if you then are rewatching these movies and you replace this film where mm -hmm. it should be, you know, it changes yeah. a person's perspective. Someone that's maybe going through the MCU for the first time, you know, and they right. they do it that way or whatever. Um, right. Because it, it, maybe that's maybe it's a little unfair because, you know, we don't necessarily demand this of other things, but what the MCU, what Marvel has done here is kind of unique, mm -hmm. you know, in that we are expecting each film, you know, to sort of follow up the next mm -hmm. and give us a little more context and like tease us for what's coming. And like, it's, it's right. sort of, it's, it's a different set of expectations that, you know, right. When you've done it so well, like the mistakes you make can seem larger in comparison yep. to maybe somebody else. I mean, DC has made such large mistakes that like, you know, it's just like all over the place. You can't like, you know, turn around without being like, oh, my God, and this and this and this. But Marvel's done everything to this point, I think, so exceptionally that there haven't been other like major slips that this one this one slip here feels bigger than it is. It has bigger like ramifications. Yep. Yep. Uh, thinking adds to uh, um, that you know, with her background being a mystery, if we're getting in some of the the knowledge here now, that would have been useful to make us more invested in the character going forward. And then when we lose her, we care more. And that's 100% right, because she's always been this side character that has a lot of fans. She's very cool. You know, you can think of her like almost like a Wolverine character, mysterious mm -hmm. background kind of thing or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I think the best... I'd have to rewatch some of the films. I think the best Black Widow is in um, probably Winter Soldier. 
I think. Mm, sure. I remember really uh, liking her role in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it, it was it was too little, too late. It felt like with this, but maybe it won't feel like that again if we were, if you were to rewatch it, right. placing this movie properly. So I agree. Um, yeah, I think I think there would have been more stakes for us in Endgame in watching that sort of battle between um, Hawkeye and Widow, you know, on Vormir being like, okay, who's going to, who's going to die? Like, you know, and it, and it feels sort of like easier to let her go because, you know, Hawkeye's got a family that he's working to, you know, like undo the snap and be reunited with. And like, it's like, oh, Black Widow's alone. Like, okay. Like it's really sad and we hate it and we really like her, but like ultimately, you know, maybe we can let her go a little bit easier, but I feel like that would have been a lot harder after this movie and, and like seeing the family that she has and, you know, seeing her say like, you know, now I've got, you know, I used to think I have no families. Now I know I have two. Just, I think that the, the wrench would have been deeper there um, at her sacrificing herself and knowing she's not only leaving the Avengers and sacrificing herself for Hawkeye to be reunited with his family, but she's also leaving her family, you know? Yep leaving her family behind that she just sort of like reunited with and, and had this like beautiful moment with. Now I get how this stuff goes. Cause I'm doing it right now in my head, <laughs> okay. thinking about like, you know, I, again, I'm, I'm setting this up now. I'm going into this stuff more and more as possible. If I can, as imagining this is a completely separate entity from the comic books, just like okay. just sure. doing my best to be, not upset with them changing everything, you know, it's just like, this is a different thing. It's different, you know, which again, down to like, well, then why are you even doing it? If it's going to be all different, then do your, do something different, do your own thing. But anyways, um, the reason I say that is because maybe with how they had been doing things, it would have been more impactful than because like you say, we know that Hawkeye is a family. So what if, so we, the stakes are high for Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. And we clearly can see that they're setting it up to have Hawkeye have his daughter replace him. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be an interesting dynamic if it was Hawkeye that died because the stakes are there. That makes that sad. He doesn't get to see his family again. Well, that weighs on Black Widow as well. Mm-hmm. Like that, that she was there. That's how this went down. Now he has a family that's left behind. And so we can maybe explore Black Widow's history and her loss of her family, mm-hmm. where she can understand that, you know, the and and then all at the same time, like envy what Hawkeye had, and right. then maybe work to do whatever she can to make amends and help his daughter and his family, you know, feeling mm-hmm. responsible there in a way to have to make things right there and you could see like training stuff or whatever you know, like help yeah. it, you know whatever uh and that would maybe be a more interesting way to both explore her background and then moving her forward with mm-hmm. hawkeye's family as the character goes forward then she would still be around mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone cares about hawkeye frankly um he would be gone and well, yeah <laughs> are you a big hawkeye well, they're, they're and you're like yeah they're gonna well, they're gonna have to care about Hawkeye since he's getting his own show. 
Well, you don't have to do anything, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, true. Um, but I mean, but I mean, now obviously, like you know, Marvel's Marvel's made their choice and they've made their commitment so far. I mean, who knows what uh, what could happen in the What If series? Like, maybe they're gonna explore that question. I have no idea. That'd be really interesting. Mm -hmm. But setting yeah. setting aside the What If series and kind of you know mm -hmm. staying in our in our regular canon, yes, I I agree that that could have been really really interesting, especially um, when you think about another major plot point of Black Widow is, you know, we've been hearing a lot about her ledger her red ledger and a lot about Drakeoff's daughter and how she killed Drakeoff's daughter. And now we learn in black widow, she didn't actually do that. You know what I mean? So there's this whole, like, you know, how do you, how do you relate to someone you've deeply wounded? Um, yep. And you know, that could have been like a very interesting parallel between like rehabilitating um, Drakeoff's daughter and like Hawkeye's daughter. Yeah. And, like how does she relate yeah. to both of them? Could have been really interesting, but obviously now we don't have either of those things. Well, okay. I might as well get out of the way. Um, the biggest thing that I hated about this movie. Sure. Um, and I, I have it, things was I like. So yes. And what Agreed. they did and what they did to <laughs> like th that she was taskmaster was silly as hell. Like yep. that was it was it was weird. It was unnecessary. It removes the yes. impact, the scarring on her life that now yep. she's here. And and then when she's back and she's laying on the ground, she just like leaves her there anyways. Yeah. Oh, you're alive. OK. And then just goes and look for other people and never like, yep. eh, you know, oh, well, you're alive. I guess I feel OK about it now, you know, whatever. Um, right. I it, they, it was a total waste of Taskmaster. It was a it was Agreed. a lessening of the impact that she had that the death had on black widow story yeah. and it wasted a good opportunity for red guardian to do something awesome namely and deal with taskmaster while black widow had other fish to fry yep i agree i so. agree with that so hard um yeah it bothered me so much this just like erasure of like Oh my God, you did something. Nope, just kidding. You didn't do it. Like, I feel like that's such a weird go-to move, you know, erasing mm. something big that superheroes, you know, did that's questionable and we have to like deal with it alongside of them. And suddenly it's like, oh no, we're like whitewashing. Like, it's okay now. Like, it's pretty, like she didn't really do it. And like that right. ledger's okay. I don't know. It just, it takes away like her motivation for a lot of things. If she doesn't yep. feel this this drive to absolve the guilt that she feels or like redress the wrongs that she's done. Um, and Black Widow is a darker character. Like you look right. at any, you know, historically how she's drawn and the stories that she's involved in, you know, she is definitely a femme fatale. She is the she is a spy. And so it makes sense that she's involved in these things where someone dies, where she kills someone like that. This is the tricky part she's like an assassin this is mm -hmm. the thing you know and so don't yeah don't remove that from her you know like she's seen a lot in the comics with daredevil and stuff yeah right there thick king just said she's an assassin exactly you know this is her character so don't make it seem like she's killed one person she is you know sure, accomplished now that. she's atoning 
right now she's atoning you know that's fine right. you know that's character development that's growth you can do that but right no it's um to try to just take away that now she's not captain america you know she right she's exactly with these heroes now on a common with a common goal but she's the wolverine to cyclops you know as you know yes wolverine is a cyclops as black widow is to captain america you know, whatever. right so um yeah i that's that's my biggest i that's that's wrecked a lot of the movie for me uh yeah I, I shouldn't say it wrecked it i guess because i in general you know separating it from the comics and stuff i really I mean, did enjoy a lot of the film yeah and i mean it was a smaller part of the film at least you know what i mean like we didn't spend a ton of time on it you know i mean obviously she appeared right away like as Taskmaster and like we didn't know who it was and that was fine whatever like you know that that part of it didn't bother me um and it really is like I don't know 15-20 minutes at the end of the movie where we're kind of dealing with that but it feels it just feels unnecessary it just feels like another thing that's thrown in there where we really just could have been like focusing on taking down the red room and that's our big thing do you know what I mean like I and I don't know if maybe it felt like that wasn't enough or or Drakeoff wasn't compelling as like a villain because I did yeah. feel that way a little bit. He was kind of boring. He would like his time on screen just like did not do anything for me. The the whole concept of him, the idea of like him controlling the widows, like all of that was really great, but I feel like Drakeoff works better like when you don't see him. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like that, that sort of like bothered me as well with the movie. I was like, I don't really need you to be on screen. Like you're very much less terrifying than when you're like this shadowy, like talked about figure. Um, yep. So yeah, I just, I, I felt like there was some like unnecessary things in this film that could have been like trimmed out to make it even better. Yep. And, no, and Drake's daughter was one of them. That's, that's the other, um, my other big thing with it. So Talking about one with the the like poor treatment of Taskmaster and keeping the mm -hmm. daughter alive. Um, I kind of put those two together, I guess. Sure. And then the other is, um, yeah, towards the end, um, our big bad. So it's like, so you're saying maybe they thought that, you know, we need to see him more because the threat wasn't there or something. You know, I think that they indeed were not confident that they had a compelling enough villain or something because yeah. the amount of time he spent on screen at the end there when other people are doing other things was way too long. Yes. We don't need to have you sit there and try to do like show us on a map, all the widow. We already understand that you yep. control all these, uh, you know, it, we didn't, it, just, it was a weird conversation between the two. And then the whole like pheromone lock was strange yeah. as well. Yeah. Unnecessary. Like really, you don't know about that. I thought that was a very odd. That was very, that was odd. It's sort yeah. of demeaning to our hero in a way. And it's I don't know. I didn't I didn't like it. It this all could have been. It just it slowed the excitement of the finale. Mm -hmm. And then, yes, you know, it, we didn't have any really, really big 
moment, you know, like you can mm-hmm. really point to. Like we should have had an all-out knockdown brawl between Red Guardian and Taskmaster as sort of yes. like his moments to like shine and like come back yes. in a way like I've still got it or whatever. And maybe yeah. he and his fake wife need to maybe they have to team up and take him down. Yeah. Um, instead, he just kind of like gets his butt kicked. He be- stays kind of a joke and Taskmaster escapes. And, you know, right. it was. Yeah, uh, that was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed in in that as well, because I really loved the first like 80 percent of the movie was going so well. I thought everything was paced really well. I was yep. invested in what was happening. Like we were going to go take down the red room. Like we we're going to have to like assemble our family to to do it because, you know, everybody worked with Drakov, but like only one of them knew where he was, you know, like everything was, was working out. And then we actually got to confronting him and it just like, what should have been a bang was a fizzle. Yep. And I was just really disappointed about that. I mean, the, the, the ending like picked back up again in, in some of like the, oh, okay, like, you know, now we're going off and, and finding the rest of the widows and deep programming them. And, you know, Scarlett Johansson's like, okay, I got to go back and like figure this all out with the Avengers. And sure, like that was, you know, wrapping up well. Um, but yeah, just like the, the big climax of the movie felt really underwhelming. And I think yep. it was it was due to a lot of like the the things that were comp- were sorry I said like complaining about but I think they're legitimate like criticisms like Drakov was underwhelming Taskmaster was underwhelming and the use of David David Harbor who was killing it yep. in the movie so far was underwhelming. Yep. They needed um, part of what I think part of the problem then too is that okay the idea is we this is called Black Widow. We need to have mm-hmm. Black Widow be the hero of Black Widow. Do something big, and, yeah. Right. And so she kind of had to do everything when what you set up was a team movie. Exactly. You set up like a Mission Impossible recruit a team sort of thing. So you need to share in the responsibility. Yes. And so, you know, you bring on uh, Yelena. Very cool. I liked her sense of humor. Loved her. I liked yeah. the way they worked together. It was great. They bring on, we're bringing on our our dad, you know? Yep. Bumbly guy, wishing he was, you know, back in the form, you know, his former the glory, glory day. days. Why we don't, right. <laughs> um, and then the mother is, is like a family reunion coming to take down it. Like you say, the setup, it sounds good. It is yes. good. But you got to And then they didn't trust through. it. Yeah. Nope. It's it like, didn't it's, trust it. Yeah. It's so weird. They like brought the family together and like, I don't know why they didn't trust it because they had such great chemistry in that reunion scene. Like everybody was like, yep. like falling into the family roles of like, you know, like the, Melina was out there like putting little like, you know, Tupperware containers of supper on the table and just being like, oh, eat something. Like, don't put your elbows on the table. Like, you know, she's just like being her mom 
and the dad can't help, you know, Red Guardian's over there making dad jokes and, like, you know, trying to, like, squeeze into his sexy little armor for, you know, yeah, mom and whatnot. And the kids are like, oh, my God, we're so embarrassed. And I'm going to run off to my room. Don't follow me. And, like, it was all yep. it was all gelling. It was all vibing. And even, like, the first part of infiltrating the Red Room, you know, where everything was yep. was still kind of a team effort you know, they were still, like, well within, like, the the great parts of their roles, like, making jokes. Um, you know, Melina and um, Black Widow, um, you know, switching faces. Like, even that was, like, I'm here with you. You know, we're, we're pulling off the surprises and we're working together and it's team effort. And then it just stalled. It was, like, we have to yep. have this big, big Widow battle. And we're focusing all on that. And then, oh, shit, we just have to, like, figure the rest of this out and show it really quickly and in these, like, choppy, awkward pieces. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Like, I think that's the right way to put it. It's um, not... Um, um, they didn't have confidence in their mm -hmm. own setup. Yeah. You know? And... and um, and it's really, it's really a disappointment because it was a good, like we said, it's a good setup. It worked for 80% of the film. And then they just kind of like blew it up there. Yep. Yep. I mean, I, where was our, like, um, where was our version of like Daredevil hallway fight scene? I mean, yeah. why is, why do we, instead of like getting her, I mean, it was kind of a cool fight scene again, but it should have, would have been better to have black widow fighting her way in an awesome fashion through all these other widows mm -hmm. showing how much better and more skilled she is to get to the big bad in the room. And I don't know what the final confrontation has to be there. You know, I don't know if it can be a quick, you know, am I willing to kill? Is this what it is? You know, I kill yeah. him and you know, maybe that's the conflict, you know, and then it's, am I really, Am I really better? Do I really yep. stand for what I think uh, I do now? Mm -hmm. um, but it wouldn't be this drag out weird thing. Or maybe you get there and you realize like this is just one piece of the, you know, I mean, it mm -hmm. would again, it would be destroying everything comic related, you know, whatever. But oh my God, this is actually controlled by Hydra. You know, it's right. like this is just a branch of that, you know. It's like right. Spectre and Bond or something, you know, that's the way it is. Um, yeah. And I but... mean, I I certainly feel like that could have been a piece of it if they wanted it to be. But I still think that even if it didn't, like we could have we could have had, like you said, a better final battle. Um, more choices had to be made rather than just like this big kind of one room, multiple widows coming after Nat. And then her sister like saves the day by throwing in, you know, the serum and it just like blows up in everybody's faces and like, oh, we didn't really have to make any choices. Like I could just, you know, disarm these people and like now I save I save them all, you know, yep. could have been could have been cool to see like Yelena have to come in and, and try to like use the serum. It doesn't work. We need some more battling to happen. We need it. We need another team reunion, team effort, something, you know, to to move on to get what we need to do or, you know, I don't know, yeah. like you said, maybe battle the next boss or, you know, decide what we're going to do yep. next with the widows. Who knows? But yeah, I think, I think well, it was then, a disservice to all of them to have them like split up like that and not 
regroup until it was like, oh, we like did it. Here we are yep. on the ground and somehow I'm injured, but everybody else is fine. Like, I don't know. Yep. I and the other thing I want to bring up, I guess, is I never want to hear again someone say that we can't have Daredevil or Jessica Jones, Luke Cage or Iron Fist, any of these defenders kind of people, Misty Knight, you know, none of the I, th that they can't be part of the Avengers or that big kind of team here, the big event, you know, mm -hmm. because if you can have a regular human. Yep. Like messed up, like they, you know, kind of getting more and more ridiculous in all these films, the abilities they have and stuff. You right. can have any of these other people do this Absolutely. too. So like no excuses. No Absolutely. Excuses. Yep. I completely agree. Um, let's see. Otherwise, I don't want to, I don't want to leave everybody with the impression that um, I didn't enjoy my time there. I really did. Mm -hmm. You know, like you said, the pacing, so much of the pacing was good and the humor and everything. It's stuff that is difficult. It's stuff that really uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier failed on yes. over and over and over. Hard. Pacing and tone and shifting between the serious and caring and the humor um, and, you know, brevity and stuff. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's it did did all that very well. Um, I think, and um, some great performances. So, yeah, I don't know. I just uh, just didn't finish it off. I, I guess that's we've kind of we've kind of said it. Is there anything else in there like you've really haven't uh, talked about? We talked kind of high level about a lot of stuff, but well, I think I think there's nothing else I really want to talk about for the main movie. But I think we have to talk about what happens at the end in our in our post credits sure. scene yeah because of course that's that's setting up some ramifications for things that marvel's you know got coming up down the road um for if anybody didn't stay till after the credits or you know didn't keep watching if you watched on disney plus um you know obviously a big mistake because it's marvel and they always have something and they did they had a yep. great ending um, with Yelena coming back to visit Nat's grave with her dog, Fanny, which was a great, hilarious touch. Um, and then uh, gets interrupted um, during her sojourn by uh, Valentina, who comes in, who we've seen now, who we're, we're supposed to be meeting for the first time in this movie, but because of timing and everything, uh, we met first in Falcon and Winter Soldier when she recruits john walker to be the u.s agent um and here she makes it clear that yelena's got some sort of working relationship with her um that she's working possibly for whatever entity that valentina's heading or works for unclear um but she's got a, she's got a mission for yelena and that's to go after the person who killed nat our black widow and that she says is hawkeye so she's setting up a showdown between Yelena and Hawkeye, which uh, Florence Pugh was just announced to be joining the cast of Hawkeye, the TV series okay. that Marvel's producing. So that is confirmed that she will at least be there in some capacity. Okay. Yeah, I mean, um, I was, was an unexpected ending. I guess I didn't know what 
what was going to be coming. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, it's definitely one of the more interesting, mysterious elements of the MCU right now. Mm-hmm. Like, um, yeah, I mean, is she going to be working with, uh, what's his name now? Um, Ex-Captain America. Guardian? Oh, John Walker? Guardian? Yeah. U.S. Agent. U.S. Agent. Okay, yes. Yep. Right. So I remember talking about so. we were like, that's sort of lame. <laughs> but they don't so always get to I mean, choose their names so you know right whatever so we're gonna see some sort of team up i don't know yeah I mean, well and it's uh it's interesting to see i feel like um this this after clip here shows valentina in a much more sinister light than we saw her in yes. falcon and winter soldier because falcon and winter soldier it's like sure okay like you work for maybe like a a shadow shield, you know, like a different kind of right. same organization. Yep. And you're just recruiting like this guy who's clearly messed up, but also we feel sympathy for because he was sort of done wrong. So, you know, maybe, maybe this is still like a, a, a good thing. And here, this really feels like from what we know um, from the, the main Marvel canon, like Hawkeye didn't like kill Nat. He's not a bad person. And she's setting up this showdown where she like implies that she wants Elena to go kill Clint Barton. Yeah. Yeah. It's very interesting. So now, now, you know, this seems a little more fishy. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, Alan says maybe they're hinting at a, a dark Avengers, which would be. Yeah. So like Marvel right now that they would try to, because they know that, it's been on the books for a while. They've been talking about mm-hmm. trying to do a, a dark justice league <laughs> mm-hmm. for a long time. It's like, we got to beat him to That's the punch. Right. That's right. You know, no, we're, we're, we're not playing <laughs> follows here to, to DC. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't look at what anything DC is doing. Marvel. If anybody out there is listening, <laughs> don't look at what DC is and model yourself after that. The thing is, a dark uh, Justice League could be awesome if done. It'd right. be very awesome. It'd be so awesome. But uh, yeah, I just can see the pettiness. I they go back and forth yeah. like trying to do the same thing. It's Batman versus Superman and Civil War. Like it's, it's those we got to do those things at the same time. Where heroes are fighting each other. You know? Right. Right. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I'd be interested. I mean, to me, it it seems like the ultimate setup is that Yelena will become the next Black Widow in the Avengers to me, that mm. seems the obvious thing, right. but maybe yeah, if we're doing a new phase of the Avengers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause well, we really don't know what the, you know, what the Avengers is going to look like, you know, right. We're right. set up all, all these like solo movies other than the Eternals. It's right. a lot of solo stuff. So, mm-hmm. and stuff like blade, you know, he doesn't really, you know, he's not an Avenger. He's a- he doesn't play well with others. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I'm I'm not really sure kind of what this this new phase of the MCU is going to be looking like if we are even going to be doing kind of group movies, um, you know, other than obviously the Eternals. But that's that's a little bit different. That's not like we're we're, you know, picking and choosing and creating a new Avengers team. Um so yeah, so I don't know if there's going to be like a Dark Avengers. I don't know. I and I confess I don't know terribly much about 
uh, Valentina's comic book history, but I did see a little bit about her potentially working for like um, Hydra and one of her nicknames I think was Madam Hydra. And I don't know mm. if that's like main canon or if that's um, like an offshoot. Yeah, sorry. I just I glanced at it really quickly. So I, so I just remember like seeing that and thinking like, oh, is this like, you know, kind of part of that? Mm. Is this like where her loyalties kind of split? Um, sure. So I don't know. Alan, Alan, Alan's got my back. He's got some info on Madam Hydra here. Um confirmed as Valentina. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, so I don't know if this this might be kind of like setting up that sort of storyline. But she's she's definitely shrouded in a lot of unknowns right now. Um so we'll see kind of maybe where she keeps popping up as a character and she might be recruiting like her own you know, Dark Avengers kind of deal. I mean, you can tell she's shady as hell, right? I right. mean, I guess I guess when you have nowhere <laughs> else to turn, you know, in the case of John Walker, you're like, okay, disgraced, kicked out, you know, the kind of thing. Where do I turn, you know, with my newfound super soldier abilities? And same with Yelena. It's like, you know, I've made my life killing people and stuff. I can't right. exactly be like, hey, Avengers, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Take but me, can't you though? You know, because they because uh, yeah, they took Black Widow. Point. I know, maybe you know? at this point you can. I don't know, but I mean, if we look at it, so what do, what do we got right now? We have we have our new Captain America. Yeah, we've got um, presumably we're gonna get Shang Chi in this. Mm -hmm. We've got um, you know Ant Man and Wasp still exist, still around. Um, so got Scarlet Witch. Yep. And, and Doctor and, Strange. Uh, Doctor Strange, yep. Um I'm sure we're missing so some Spider Man. Think, yep. I think and, it seems uh, like Captain Thor Marvel. is gonna be off somewhere else, maybe. Yeah. You know, maybe Thor will kind of maybe you know, that's the question. Will this be sort of our end of Thor for a while? Like they're gonna do their own thing there. It's gonna gonna kind right. of be that and then you know. Or are we really going to get Jane Foster like jumping in on the Avengers? Yeah, it could go any way, I guess. But, yeah. Um, and then M Captain Marvel mm -hmm. is going to be in like the Marvels. I, I forget what it's called now, or whatever. But it's not Captain Marvel right. two, and so it's kind of involving more. And again, I feel like that's maybe like the Eternals is kind of their own thing that I suppose will probably interact and have issues with kind of like guardians of the galaxy is their own thing but eventually they interact and have to be part of right the solution and the big picture you know right um so be involved and i'm guessing the marvels will too but if we talk about the actual team of avengers proper right it's I not guardians like of the galaxy our, yeah i feel like that's kind of our you know kind of our list at this point you mm -hmm. know we'll have Hawkeye's Hawkeye's probably gonna he's not for long for this world and it'll be his daughter. Um, but a lot of people figure that's setting up young Avengers. Now, do we sure. want to, you know, do we want to do this? We want to do Avengers, Young Avengers, and Dark Avengers. Is this where we're going? I don't know. It seems like yeah. a lot. 
Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I feel like uh, everything in this next phase of the MCU is a lot more unclear than, you know, we had the first phase that was so mapped out. We could all kind of see where it was going and like we could all see like oh, we're, we keep being introduced to our new su superheroes and, you know, they're eventually going to come together and we could see, you know, what was the what was the end game? Pardon the, you know pun on the on the movie title there um but yeah here it's like are we gonna have dark avengers are we gonna have young avengers like what exactly are we setting up and it's much more unclear this time around yep i mean partially it, partially really, due probably uh, to yeah. everything being delayed so far yeah it really me it really hasn't gotten going you know yeah shang chi is going to be shang chi i just can hope is going to be a setup of of this character an introduction of the kind of mystical realm you know so so far we've had some space stuff with guardians and thanos coming in and everything we always have the space mm -hmm. threats you know we deal more now with with i think it's a kind of works as a tie-in with dr strange with dealing right. with the mystical element of things and i think that shang chi is a possibility of that and bringing in right iron fist and kunlun and all all that you know so we can take some time there that they'll vent, they'll have their own garbage to deal with for a while. Right. The Eternals will have their own garbage to deal with for a while. Right. And the Avengers, are they, is it going to be Kang the Conqueror? I mean, is that the, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's a, it's a whole lot murky, murkier in the uh, Marvel universe these days. Um, which is kind of fun in in some ways because, you know, it keeps us guessing. Um, and, you know, we're, we're not already looking for like, well, we already know that, you know, this is going to happen and these are going to be our Avengers. Like we, we don't know yeah. yet. Um, but yeah, I think there, there is also like a level of uncertainty and an element of, of worry to that because we're so used to the first phase of the MCU and every, everything being so like clearly mapped out and us being able to see, you know, what we're going to get. So, yeah, I mean, obviously we'll, we'll just have to keep watching and keep seeing what they, what they throw at us and, and kind of how everything keeps building on, on top of each other. But yep. yeah, a lot of uncertainty ahead. Um, but certainly, you know, to backtrack and say something is certain, I, I thought that Black Widow was, was a really great movie I'm glad it was made. I just wish it had been made in the right timeline. Yep. Uh, well, I'd be interested. To, I was thinking too, like it would have been cool to have Pete on or something, you know, because I, I heard from him that he really liked it. He oh, really okay. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, well, okay. And then when I saw, I was like, really, Pete? You really liked it? You got to go see it again? I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I I would say that I really liked it. Um, but I don't know that I'd go see it again. I mean, I'm I might like rewatch it on when it's available on Disney Plus, you know, regular streaming, whatnot. Um Yeah, I might I might go like watch it again and and kind of, you know, do like a um if I'm introducing somebody to the MCU and watch them all like in the in the order and that might be fun or like do a marathon with Chris or something that may be really fun but yeah I don't know that I'd like rush back to go see it again 
Well, you know, and this is why sometimes I'm not as well. I'm not as like when it comes to comics, I'm pretty well versed on classic Batman and X-Men, a little bit of Spider-Man. And that's kind of where it is like that. You know, there's enough X-Men to keep to keep a person busy forever. So <laughs> like I have to confess that I am not I and never have been that big of a fan of most of what the MCU has given us in terms of the characters. Like I am happy that, you know, these characters that were not as well known in some cases became mega stars, like Mm -hmm. household names now and stuff. That's great. Right. But like, I frankly don't care that much about Thor. Yeah. And Iron Man and Ant-Man. I just, like I that's why I do like the team movies. I like the interconnectedness because, you know, whereas in my mind, sometimes they can't stand on their own. It's more interesting when you have a, you know, mm-hmm. and so Black Widow is a character that I'm a little more interested in. Again, her connection with Daredevil and, you know, and stuff like her kinds of stories have been more interesting. Um, so going forward, I I am excited to see where they go because I am excited for Shang-Chi. I do like Doctor Strange. I want to see more of that. Scarlet Witch, she's, in my book, still a mutant. (laughs) She's still (laughs) X-Men world, you know? So I am very interested in her. And um, the Eternals, I don't know much about. But again, they're, uh, sounds like they're changing that drastically from the comics. But Mm -hmm. I am interested in that as well. So, like, I am excited moving forward. Because the like clean cut Avengers squeaky like upright kind of image thing for comic characters mm-hmm. has never been my thing, and so yeah. if we can move to something more interesting, I'm 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 excited. Thick King says mutant for life. That's right, mutant for life. So Moon Knight, yes, exactly. Moon Knight, that one's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, even, yep. even frankly, She-Hulk, I mean, like just, I'm just some so different excited characters. for She-Hulk. That's I why I like, you. like, I loved my... She-Hulk as a Saturday morning cartoon. Like I oh, really? loved She-Hulk. Yes. X-Men nice. and She-Hulk. That was my jam. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's, there's some new stuff coming. That's why Guardians of the Galaxy has always been my favorite. Really? It's oh, so sure. different, you know? It's very sure. different. So, um, all right. I don't know what else to say. We've got a lot of waiting to do. That's, yeah. that's what I'll say. We've got a lot of waiting to do. We don't have anything. I mean, fortunately, Shang-Chi isn't too far. Right. Then it's going to kind of be a little dry bit for a while. And I don't think Shang-Chi is going to really give us any indicator of where the greater MCU is going. I think it's going to give us an indicator of where Shang-Chi is going. Legend of the Five Rings, him, you know, like understanding his abilities and training. Well, I mean, I, I would say yes to that in, in probably the movie itself. Never count out post credits. You never know if they're going to drop something huge, a big hint in there, but, but yes, to, 
I mean, I think the the main film itself is not going to like give away some sort of like big master plan for the MCU. Yep. It's, I mean, it's, I, I feel like it'd be a waste. I, again, I always get like a little hesitant because of the earlier way that the shows seem to be treated where you, they're not required viewing, you know? Um, but to me, it's gotta be almost Kang the Conqueror multi-dimensional battle. I mean, we're already getting mm -hmm. this with uh, Doctor Strange and we're getting more right. versed in the multi-verse kind of thing. But then we start talking stacked universes. And right. if we're talking Fantastic Four, that means Silver Surfer. It's more space mm -hmm. stuff. Then you have the Eternals, uh, the Marvels, also space. Like I, we're setting up a lot of large scale, big picture teams mm -hmm. and things that it makes sense to have to fight that multi universe war. Right. Right. And win that and settle that now that that's been set into motion. Well, and even if even if you, you know, don't get Disney Plus, like those of us who did, obviously we got a taste of that in Loki as well. Yep. For like setting all of that up as well, like all of those possibilities. Yep. And and Loki's yep. coming back. So I I I have a hard time believing that somehow that show is not going to touch like main MCU canon in some fashion. I think I think it is going to touch. I just think it's going to be all when you look back, it's still all going to be flavor. It's going to be sure. on. It's going to be depth. It's going to be greater sure. understanding. You know, it's not. Uh, I don't Um, What was that uh, emoji there that um, I don't know what it's like a alligator or something. Crocodiles. Okay. Oh, is that alligator um, Loki? <laughs> there you go that i'm sure that's what it is he's adorable yep he's hilarious i loved alligator loki just yep. totally like peter panning out and like eating other loki's hand that was great <laughs> yep all right we're getting on alligator loki we might as well wrap it up um, probably we've 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 yeah we've run the gamut um all right that was Popcast on the Rocks, episode 70. Um, thank you, uh, Mike, for tuning in, uh, if you're still there. Thank you very much, The Thick King, for tuning in and <laughs> contributing to the conversation. Much appreciated. Um, we can kind of do that because uh, big streamers with tons of viewers and tons of comments obviously kind of have to do the show and then take comments and stuff afterwards. But when things uh, contribute and stuff, and we only have a couple of viewers live, then um, it works perfectly. So thank you very much for the follow and for tuning in. Um, I also like to thank Killing the Flower for our theme song. You can check them out on Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify. Uh, I often stream, uh, usually it's three days a week, with my brother-in-law, Lucas333. That's Lucas with a K here on Twitch. Um, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we're, we've been playing some Fortnite. Uh, we were playing a little bit of fall guys the other day. There is this new game called, I think split gate. That's in preview right now. We might try. It's sort of a mix between an arena shooter and portal. Oh, interesting. We, yeah, he likes it a lot. So we'll probably end up trying that. And then eventually this year, halo is coming out mm -hmm. so we'll probably be on that so 
Lucas three three three. Give him a follow on Twitch, and we'll um, we'll be streaming some stuff. Uh, otherwise, we normally do our shows every Wednesday. Can uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter, um, YouTube here on Twitch. Leave us a review, a thumbs up. Let us know what we can improve, all that sort of thing. And we're of course available on most major um podcast directories so mm -hmm. if you listen on apple podcasts or spotify or anchor or whatever go there leave a review um like it share it the reviews help uh, other people find us as well so that'll about do it for us thank you andrea for joining me once again of course cheers everybody <laughs>